hosted by me, Lauren Jordan. Uh, today I have my guest, Matt Cummings, here. Hi, Lauren. Great to be here. <laughs> to talk about food. I love food. Yeah, me too. That's Big why we're, we're on the podcast. Yeah. And that's why I have the podcast. So Matt is a, an illustrator. <laughs> yes, I am. You've really done your research. Uh, he's an illustrator and comic artist living in Nova Scotia, Canada. Mm-hmm but currently visiting me in Chicago, Illinois. It's true. Uh, so, Matt, what did you eat this week? What did I eat this week? You know I have a terrible memory. We went to Medieval Times. We sure did. And you had never been before, and I've been like 20 times. Oh, this is actually a really good topic for this podcast. Well, not topic, but like this description of what I ate this week is going to be extra exotic because at Medieval Times we had... Dragon? Dragon. I was going to call it dinosaur. But yeah, <laughs> that would be a very different restaurant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was dragon. We had a dragon leg. We had dragon eggs that tasted spectacularly like potato. And we also had dragon ears. Dragon ears were the, the dessert. Yeah. It was like an apple pastry. It was dragon. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. And dragon's blood. Dragon's that blood That was the soup. first course. Yes. Yeah. That was gross. I didn't like it. And what was the dragon scales? Oh, that was corn. Oh yeah, I forgot about the dragon scales. Um, the dragon's blood soup was a tomato bisque. It was it was not even a bisque. It was actually more like a minestrone base without any of the other stuff I in it. I wouldn't know. A bisque is like creamier. It definitely did not have any cream in it. What is a minestrone? A minestrone is like a tomato based soup that usually has a noodle and then vegetables, usually uh, like celery, carrot. Um, what was the noodle? There wasn't a noodle in it. It was like oh, it was, was like gonna the, say they really dropped the ball. Though. Yeah, like it was like a, it tasted exactly like what a minestrone soup tastes like without any of the stuff in it, hmm. like just the broth. Well, it wasn't bad. All I know is that the dragon tasted really good. Yeah, the, the dragon was exceptional. It was chicken, everyone. Yeah, it was a I half chicken. I hate to break chicken, the kayfabe of this. A half chicken per person. Yeah. And I ate like just the drumstick, and then I brought the rest home, and I took it off the bones, and it's in my freezer, and I'm gonna make soup out of it later. It was an amazing value. Like, even at full ticket price. Like, we paid half because it was Labor Day weekend. But, like, even at the full value, the sh- the whole show plus the dinner, there was a lot of food. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of food. It was $40 a mm-hmm. person, including, like, tax and everything. Yeah, it was really good. That was an awesome experience. What else did I eat this week? I'm um, turning the tables on you, making you tell the viewers uh, why. Well, viewers. we have been do- trying to do a lot of grilling. Yes, we have with not very good results. Uh, my apartment has this little grill in the back on the patio. My apartment complex, I should say. Uh, and we have been trying to grill on it. And the first time I used it, it was to great success. And it's because my parents were visiting and we were grilling just enough food for the three of us. Uh, and these last couple times I've tried using it, it has not gone great. Yeah, yeah. Like... And I don't even think it's a matter of us overfilling the grill. I think it was just, it's one of those like little ball grills. A ball barbecue. A ball barbecue, <laughs> And it has like a circular grate and then a place to put the charcoal. And when we put the charcoal in, we put the recommended amount down, but it was like 400 feet below the grill. <laughs> so the, like the heat, there was no way, cause it wasn't producing like active, big, like licking flames. Or it did right when you lit it and then the... Yeah, to like start the chemical reaction or whatever. It was like, uh, it was some kind of special charcoal. But anyway, you were only supposed to use a little amount. 
uh, and then when it was finally charcoaling, it wasn't putting off that like enough heat to reach all the way up to the to the actual grill plate. So uh, there was a lot of undercooked stuff that we ended up taking back inside and uh, cooking in the stove and on the stove. But it, it was nice to be outside for a little while. Oh sure, it's good to sit out there and have some brewskis, mm-hmm. chill. Yeah. Summertime style. Too hot to do that today. Today it is aggressive. Let me check the thermometer. 400,000 degrees outside. We are aggressively hot, humid, and very bright. Yeah. Walking on the sun today. Yeah. It Just less than Smash Mouth. It was bad. So um, that's what I ate this week. Are you, a bit, you did make a really good steak. Today I did, yes. And potatoes. Steak and potatoes indoors with the AC on. Although we had so many things running earlier that the power. Uh, the breaker like flipped or whatever yep, the terminology is for people that are good at that sort of flip thing. Flip the breaker. Yeah. So, because we had every single fan, it was very both of the ACs. Today. Yeah. It was, and then we cooked. I put the stove to maximum to cook the potatoes. I had that on five hundred. So, yeah, it was very warm. Yes. Uh, and then this weekend, I made two types of cookies. Mm-hmm. We ate those. I made brown butter shortbread. Those were very good. They were very good. That was a recipe from Sarah McHenry, who I've mentioned on the podcast a few times. Why do you say yeah. your name like that? What? Sarah McHenry. Sarah McHenry. Say it with pride. Sarah McHenry. Yeah, friendship. <laughs> uh, and then I got... Okay, so my friend Jesse Zabarski, who I think I've also mentioned on the podcast and is going to be a guest. They'll both be guests. But uh, Jesse makes these really awesome, awesome, awesome oatmeal cookies. And I'm not even an oatmeal cookie fan, but, but these I are am. like... Hello, good oatmeal cookies. These are like you could eat these every day. Hello, hello, good. Hello, yeah. hello, good. <laughs> hello, good. Hello, cookies. Uh, oatmeal <laughs> hello cookies, cookies, my favorite cookie. Yeah, they're your favorite, and so I was determined to make them for you with caveats. And it was Liberty weekend, so I was like, well, if, I, if there's any weekend I'm gonna bake two batches of cookies, it's gonna be this one. Mm. So Jesse gave me the recipe that she uses for her oatmeal cookies, and I made them, and they didn't come out the same as hers, but they were really good still. Very tasty. And I did not put raisins in them. They were just yeah, plain well, that's oatmeal. that's the thing. I don't like oatmeal with stuff in it. Just plain oatmeal. I like it plain. Brown sugary, yeah, plain. Super boring, but oatmeal. that's the way I like it. So it is in cookies, so too in my life. Oh, and then tonight I had deep fried macaroni and cheese, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, more on that later. Stay tuned for uh, the mac and cheese segment. What do you want to talk about, Matt? Oh, you want to talk about... Fast food. That's broad. Is that going to be like the the? That's over... our our main topic. That's what do you, the main what do you course. Want to talk you about? mean the main course? We did the amuse bouche part, which is talking about what we ate this week. Welcome to the main course. <laughs> um, yeah, fast food. Absolutely. You know that among all of our friend group, I am the fast food junkie. Dilla, good. Yeah, I feel like in the indie cartoonist scene, especially, there's a lot of vegetarians. There's a lot of vegans. There's a lot of gluten free people. There's a lot of Mm-hmm. Paleo. There's a lot of there's a lot of like alternative diet or healthy healthier diets, which is totally cool. Uh, and I used I used to be more like that when we first met, and, slowly, <laughs> and then I ruined you. Slowly you've ruined me. No, uh-huh. uh, you've made me reappreciate fast food uh, because it is uh, cheap and affordable and yeah. quick. I think it's like. Uh, when a parent discovers something childish through their kid's eyes and they get, like, re-excited for it. Like, you saw the childlike wonder that I had for an Arby's and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe it's not actually just dirt. Okay, yeah, like, why don't you explain why fast food is a big deal for you? I'll do it, and I'll do it now. Um, Where I live currently, 
there is no easily accessible fast food. You have to take a bus several towns over to get to the nearest fast food. Growing up, I didn't have it as much as I wanted. Oh, I mean, what child does? Right. Oh, None. God. I would eat at McDonald's every day if I could. It's kind of a super special treat for me now, and I get extremely excited whenever I get near any current fast food, especially American fast food. Stuff that's really abundant down here, you can't find it all. Like, I think there's one Arby's in Nova Scotia, and it's really hard to get to. It's, like, out on a highway somewhere. So there was a period of at least, like, 10 years where I didn't have any Arby's or access to Arby's. Was Arby's so, the one that your dad used to take you to, and it was like... Yeah, my parents would take me there, and they had... I remember they had, like, these kids' meals, and the boxes were themed after Babar the Elephant... And you could like reshape the box into different flying apparatuses, oh, like airplanes so cool. and stuff. That's really cool. And yeah, cool. and I remember my dad like hung them from my bedroom uh, on strings. Aww. So it was kind of like a sort of, what would that be, a diorama? Or it wasn't a mobile because they weren't like moving, but they were just yeah. like suspended from the ceiling. That's still really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I had like really positive associations with Arby's and the fact that I can't get it now makes me just want it all the time. But the best part about it was when I finally got down to Arby's and my first, my first SPX ever, 2013. Um, oh, the cicadas are acting up. Hi. Hi cicadas. Um, yeah, when I finally got to Arby's at SPX, I just went nuts and ordered a ton of it. And I was thrilled because it was as good as I remembered from my childhood, which has never happened with any other fast food. Yeah, I feel like that's very rare. Yeah, like most fast food you go to nowadays, like you're excited at first, and then you eat a bunch of it, and then you get real regretful, and you're just like, that was the worst. But that Arby's was just chef kiss. Yeah, I didn't really get the Arby's thing until about a week or two ago. Mm. And I had a bite of one of your roast beef sandwiches. Yeah, we were driving down to Indianapolis and we stopped Anthony, in yeah. Yeah, friend, we... to visit our friend Anthony Clark who lives there. Yeah. And who's we, we probably st- one of the only ones in our friend group who gets as excited about fast sure. food as you yeah. do. Yeah, I can definitely like relate with Anthony better than most of the other people in our friend group because they're all either uh, vegans, vegetarians, uh, either by choice or by territory. I think by, it's almost like ter- you and Anthony territory. like... You would eat healthy, but when you're together, you're like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we're definitely it's enablers. Like, well, but also, it's like a fun thing you do together. It's yeah. like part of hanging out together. Because yeah. we only see each other like once or twice a year. Yeah, definitely. And that's sort of my thing at cons in general is I just eat terribly because, you know, I don't often get vacations as a freelance illustrator. A lot of it's just living at home and working at home and being at home. So when I actually get to go somewhere that has, like, places to go out to eat, I'm just all about it. And I want to do it constantly and just drink so much. So what what fast food did you love as a kid? Oh, man. Take your pick. Uh, I think my favorite was probably, I mean, after the Arby's. But that was when I was really little. Uh, After that would be Burger King for sure. Uh, I was a big fan because in the early 90s, and I think it possibly started in the late 80s and went into the early 90s, there was the Burger King Kids Club. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was pretty huge because they would give you, like, free meal on your birthday oh, and, man. like, a little card like a, that they would, like, punch out and you'd get, like, a free burger or something every time you filled out eight. Yeah, it, that stuff worked on me, like, super easy. Um, and then I didn't even think about the fact that the Burger King Kids Club was discontinued by law because you're not allowed to market to children like that anymore. Mm. Because, like, by the time I had grown up... 
they just like discontinued the kids club sort of at the same rate. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about it. And then I looked it up the other day because I'm like, where are those kids club kids at? Surely they've grown up alongside me and now they're... I wonder if it's just in Canada though. Because I know when I was a kid, there was the Burger King Big Kids Club. Huh. And it was just like slightly larger meals than the kids meal. I think that came after the original Burger King Kids Club. Cause the I think kids it club will definitely because if this was when was you were early, a kid. Yeah, the kids club was the early this was 90s, like late 80s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, so that was when I was getting the full meals. I, I had graduated yeah. to the water by then. <laughs> But BK had the most indulgent thing ever, which was the BK Stacker, which was just a burger that you could ask for up to four patties on, and there would be cheese in between each patty, and it'd be all melty and good. Um, no questions asked. They would not judge you. It was finally a thing where you could ask for like the nuttiest burger they had, and they had to give it to you. Like It wasn't a special request. It was actually on the menu. And I think they have since discontinued that. I always loved How that. How many patties is it? Uh, you get up to four. Up to four. Yeah, it started at one default. Uh, it had a special sauce. I always asked for no sauce because it was kind of like a sweet mayonnaise, and I wasn't a fan of that. Yes, I know. Exa- it's like the BK sauce. It's No, because the BK... like The I BK like... sauce is like ketchup and mayonnaise and relish? That's... Oh, you're thinking of the um, the Big Mac. Yeah, but I mean... Oh, wait. Yeah, your Big Mac is McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I like the Big Mac sauce. I like the like the tang of the relish. It really adds a good kick to it. I never questioned what was in the sauce or questioned much about fast food at all until I became older. And even then I kept going back. But the BK Stacker sauce was like really sweet and it was weird. And I that sounds fine. weird. Yeah, I just asked for a plain so it had like the cheese Like a donair kind of deal? Um, man, you are really asking me about this. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember too intricately because the last time I had one was probably like nine no, years ago. No, it's fine. You don't. I can call Burger King now and ask them. <laughs> I'm sure that they have it on record somewhere in a Rolodex. What else? You love a Wendy's? I adore Wendy's. And that's that falls into the Arby's category of stuff that's really hard to get back home. But it's uh, also, like, hilariously delicious when you actually have it. Yeah. Like, hilariously not, delicious. Well, it's like... I'll, I'll talk about Wendy's in a bit. But Oh, we got a Wendy's segment coming up. Yeah, yeah. My, the Lauren Jordan Wendy's segment. Story. Yeah. Uh, what else did you like? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, I liked them all. I was just a fast food guy. Like I liked McDonald's a lot uh, for similar reasons to Burger King. I mean, they always had stuff for kids. They had a free ice cream cone when you got your report card, which was always the best day of the school year. Um, Yeah. You like a DQ? I do like a DQ and I didn't appreciate DQ as much as I should have when I was younger because only when I became an adult did I realize that the hot treats were equivalent, if not better than the cool eats. You got, you got that backwards. I know I did, but I was hoping that no one would notice and I could just keep going. Um, yeah, the hot food was really dope, uh, especially the flamethrower burger. Y'all got to get the flamethrower burger with the chipotle mayo on it. It's so good and legitimately spicy, and we'll probably talk more about how I eat spice all the time a little later on, but oh boy, it's so good, and I like it way more than any of their ice cream products, although I still like... A blizzard. Burgers. Yeah, I like, the, I like the blizzard, but now it comes with a lot of regret because I can't yeah. process dairy. Yeah, like we went to. to Dairy Queen a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I got a chocolate blizzard with peanut butter stuff in it, and Matt was like, can you, you can do that? <laughs> like, you can get a chocolate blizzard? Oh, yeah, you went up, yeah, you went up to the counter, and you're like, hey, instead of the regular ice cream, just give me this different ice cream. I was like... <laughs> what do you work here? Are you just gonna hop the counter and like put in some rogue ice cream? But they, all they I think all they do is add chocolate syrup to it when they're mixing it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. 
I was impressed. I had no idea that that was even an option, but it seems too decadent in retrospect. Because yeah, like the candy and the vanilla. I don't get. I don't really get a ton of add-ins in my Blizzard though. Oh my I also get a very tiny Blizzard. The one I like the most now. I used to like Score, which is equivalent to your Heath your bar. Earth Heath Bar. Yes. But now I like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup yeah. uh, chopped up because it is soft and it doesn't hurt my teeth. You know, I feel like I'm kind of getting that same thing with cookie dough because as a teen and as a kid, I did not like cookie dough stuff very much. Like it was okay, mm. but it was like I would never pick it as like the thing to get. But now I'm like all about that cookie dough. Right. I want it all the time. Let's see. Oh, uh, I can think of one fast food you don't like. Uh, White Castle. Ugh. Don't get me. And I love a White Castle. Uh, I have very Folks, she's getting me started. <laughs> uh, we do not have to talk about how much you don't like White Castle. Uh, it's because one time when we visited our friend Anthony, who we mentioned before, uh, Anthony was really excited to take Matt to get his very first White Castle. Because I had heard that they offered this ridiculous deal where you can get... Like 20. It's 100, isn't it? Oh, or yeah, yeah. The, the, the Craze Crate. The Crave Crate. Crave Crate, yeah. That just sounded like Nirvana to me. Like, it was just... Perfection, a hundred sliders or fifty sliders or whatever it was, some inordinate amount of hamburger meat and buns. And even when I was told that there would be a pickle, I didn't object. Like I like pickles, but like that's a lot. And there's onions. That's a lot of pickles. Oh yeah, and the onions. Pickles under the burger. That's stuck with me. It's a good plan. I like that. But yeah, so we got that, and then I ended up eating a lot of them, like a lot. I don't even think we got the hundred. No, I think it was like fifty. I I just remember like I had like two. Yeah. And then Anthony had like. Eight? And I ate had, a lot of them. You had like 20 of them. Yeah, so now I have this intense taste aversion because I got incredibly sick because I filled my face with them and they did not taste good at all. I did not. We like, all got sick off those white castles. They were bad. That was a bad, it was either a bad batch or whatever, but yeah, I got really sick and I can't look at a white castle now. I don't like it. I White Castle has very positive memories for me because something that my mom used to get really excited about growing up, uh, she grew up in Georgia and uh, they have crystals there and since she was a kid it's been very difficult for her to find crystals and crystals and White Castle are basically the same restaurant. Crystals is just like the southern variant. It's like exactly the same. Um, so anytime we would drive to my great grandmother's in Georgia for, to visit, we would stop at a Crystal's and it was like, my mom would get so excited about it. And my mom usually didn't really get excited about fast food. And it was kind of like, yeah, this is mom approved. Like I can get this fast food and mom will be into it. Uh, so whenever she comes to visit me in Chicago now, there's a White Castle fairly close by and we always stop and go there. And it's like a nice fun thing to do for my mom because like i don't love white castle it's just a nice thing like to do with my mom yeah positive associations yeah, positive associations i was gonna say about wendy's uh when we lived in iceland when i was a kid the only fast food on the whole island was a couple of mcdonald's in the capital of reykjavik which are no longer there uh iceland actually closed all their mcdonald's they didn't want them so they do not have mcdonald's anymore uh but they there was a wendy's on the base and we used to go there like once a week. So by the time we moved away from Iceland, we were all so sick of Wendy's because <laughs> it was like the only food, like it was the only fast food. There was like two restaurants on the whole base. Like one was like a really not great pizza place and then the Wendy's. And so when I moved back to the States and we all moved back to the States, like we literally just never went to Wendy's again until I like started dating you, I think. I didn't go to another Wendy's because I was like, nope, no more Wendy's. But now I love Wendy's again. Yeah. Wendy's is great. Yeah, totally. Love Wendy's. I remember, I think you started liking Wendy's more considerably when 
you were living with your parents right after college. Yes. And there was would, one on the way to and yeah, from my job. You would my stop my in jobs. Uh, after work and get a cheeseburger. Yeah, there really uh, like Yeah, there was. I was working three jobs. And two of them were like really close to each other, and the Wendy's was on the way to and from them. Because like what I would do is they were in the same strip mall, so I would go to one, and then I would change clothes and have like a lunch, and then go to the other one. Mm-hmm. And I when I would get I would be going home around like 10 p.m. Uh, I would stop at the Wendy's and get the Junior Cheeseburger, which was like a dollar forty nine or something, and mm-hmm. I would get that on the way home because it would be like really late or you know late for to be making a racket in my parents' kitchen. Um, and it was like small and cheap and, you know, it had some vegetables on it. And then recently you got me into their spicy chicken sandwich. Yes. Do you remember fast food again? Yes. It was at your last apartment. And we, well, I say we, but it was mostly my idea. It was, I think it was after work one day. I was just mm-hmm. like, man, let's just go hog wild. I think you got a paycheck. That's right. I got paid. And I think it was actually right before SPX. And I got paid, and I wanted to celebrate by eating fast food, as is my custom. So we ended up going to Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Dairy Queen. Taco Bell was my big yeah. fast food as a kid. Yeah, we were... I was obsessed with Taco Bell. Yeah. And I, I had never had it. And to this day, I've only ever been once, and I got one item, and I didn't like it. But it was the middle of the night. Yeah, we were on a road trip. Yeah, and it was like the only food around. Yeah, uh, so it wasn't we great. in there. Yeah, and Taco Bell really isn't that great. I just loved it as a kid. Like, I don't know. I, I've, I've always been kind of into shitty Mexican food. The portion sizes seem really weird to me. They're small. That's the thing. Like, yeah, the portion I, and I'm so used to, especially in America, the fast food is like so abundant. You have to get like that grilled stuff burrito that weighs like a pound. Right. But it's like seven bucks or something. Like, it's it's a little expensive. So. I mean, compared to other fast food. I guess. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Because, like, a $13 meal at Wendy's is huge. Like, you get a burger and massive fries and a huge drink. I think that's the thing is they don't really do sides, really, mm. at Taco Bell. It's mostly, like, you get a taco or you get three tacos. Right. It's not like they give you a taco and then a bunch of fries. That's more of a yeah, there's no fries. <laughs> in the box thing. I want to talk about Bojangles real quick. Okay. Because Bojangles is a southern chicken and biscuits restaurant that has a really amazing sweet tea. And it's very similar to Popeye's, which is throughout most of the country. Um, and Bojangles, if you ever buy Bojangles, you should go because it's really good chicken. It's like Cajun chicken and amazing biscuits considering it's fast food and the sweet tea is awesome and it's real good. The sides are great. You should go. Which one is the one that's run by bigots? That's Chick-fil-A. Okay. Are they good? Is Chick-fil-A good? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, other than the bigotry. Um, they have these chicken minis that you can get only in the mornings, uh, and it's like a chicken on a little sweet honey bun type, not honey bun, like a donut, but like a little bun that has some honey on it. Sure. And it's really, really good. My, I had a manager that used to buy that for me in the morning sometimes. And so I have very positive associations, but. And they're closed on Sundays? They're closed on Sundays. Wow. Which is hilariously the only time I ever seem to be near one. And I'm like, oh man, I should get some chicken minis. And then they're closed. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm giving less money to bigots. Although, you know, if we're being honest, most companies are... Most companies are run by bigots. Yeah. And on that note... (laughs) Okay. um, So, like, what's your weekly obsession? My weekly obsession? Yeah, your food Um, obsession that you... This week in general, or... Just in this week. Like, what have you been super into this week? Hmm... Good question. Uh, I've had a bit of an upset tummy this week, so I've been trying to not think about food too much. I don't know. The steak I had was really good. I was going to say steak and potatoes. Yeah, I mean, 
I was really excited when I found out that the way that I make potatoes in the barbecue could be sort of transliterated to making them in the oven. Not that it's a complicated recipe. It's literally chopped up potatoes with butter, salt and pepper wrapped in pouches of foil. Put in a 500 degree oven? Yeah, put in a screaming hot oven for about 40 minutes. Uh, and then you turn it down to 450 about halfway through. Uh, Those potatoes are real good too. Yeah. They're real good potatoes. Yes, they're very nostalgic for me. Those are very summertime flavor. Those nice buttery potatoes. Be good any time of year. Yeah. Uh, my weekly obsession was actually... I'm sorry, I didn't ask you. What's your weekly obsession? I talk about mine also. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I've been obsessed with the idea of deep frying macaroni and cheese. Uh, so today I finally did it. I had this macaroni and cheese that I made a couple weeks ago that I ended up freezing half of because I just could not eat it all. It was incredibly thick macaroni and cheese, so I'm like, this will probably fry well because it's like glue. And, and you know how good fried glue is. So. <laughs> no, I just mean the cheese sauce was super thick. Like I overcooked the roux. Yeah, it was so definitely very... It was super thick. Tonight I did like a flour around the... the well, I divided it into balls first and then refroze it. Mm-hmm. Because I only thawed it just enough to like form it into balls. I didn't like thaw it out all the way. And then refroze it. And then I uh, did uh, flour and then like an egg and milk mixture. And then panko crumbs mixed with cayenne pepper, paprika, and chili powder. And then some black pepper. And then I deep fried it. And I learned several things. I've never done this before. Uh, it was fun though. It's fun to fry things. It makes you feel kind of powerful. What thing did you learn? Oh, um, the bigger it is, the harder it falls. The lower the temperature should be, because it's going to take longer to cook. Mm-hmm. Especially when they tell you to freeze the thing beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next time, I would do a lower temperature, because I was getting the the oil to 350, which is what the recipes I was seeing were calling for. Um, so next time, I think I'll try smaller smaller balls, and then uh, slightly lower temperature. Lower temp, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. outside was cooked perfectly. It was just that they were Yeah, so... they looked great. They were golden brown. Yeah, they were beautiful. Crispy. Yeah, the outside tasted good. Yeah, and they'll probably reheat really well, you know, either yeah. in the microwave or in the oven. Yeah, because basically like putting a breading on top of a macaroni and cheese that you're going to bake in the oven. Mm-hmm. So we're getting to the end here. Oh, no. <laughs> it's almost the end for me. Is uh, this a rapid fire thing? I no, just answer quick. Not really. Okay. It's it's just a bunch of quick questions, but that we can talk about. Hit me with your best shot. All right. What are three foods that you cannot live without? Wow. Okay. So this is tough. And but not, I can't live with that. I mean, it's so... You'd be unhappy to not eat them. Not like you'll die. Yeah, like if I could never have it again. You'd be real sad. I'd be real sad. Now, can this be components or is it meals specific? No, it can be components. It can be like an ingredient. Because I would say rice I cannot live without. I need rice. I'd say steak. Because I would say meat in general. I'm a, I'm a real carnivore. You're, you're a steak guy, though. I'm a steak guy. Steak and, and hamburger. Which is unfortunate. I should eat less steak. Um, yeah, so I'd say steak, rice, and uh, chipotle peppers. I knew it. I knew those would be the three. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, three foods you wish were healthy that aren't. Uh, steak, rice, and chipotle peppers. Rice is not bad. Yeah, rice is actually not that bad. Like, foods that, like, if you could eat them... It'd and... be red meat, 100%. Oh, yeah, red meat is terrible for you. Because red meat but... is, like, the number one thing I eat, and it's the worst thing you can eat. Yeah, I actually, I went to yoga recently and my instructor was like, yeah, we cut out red meat and my cholesterol went down a ton just from me cutting out red meat. And I was like, whoop. It is so good. I love it. I just need to eat slightly less, by which I mean a lot less, by which I mean I'm working on it. If you had like once a week or something. Yeah, well, even then, probably once a month. So, steak? 
Oh, is it three? Three, yeah. Oh my Food. goodness. Stuff that I could eat that would have no ill health effect. Yeah, so like ice cream. Because red meat's a big one. Um, yeah, dairy, I guess, in general. Dairy Queen Blizzard. Because I can't do that no more. Well, I can, but I always regret it. If I was able to get real general with it, I would say spicy stuff. Because I like grew up eating spicy stuff. I mean, it was it's my thing. I love spicy food. But even as I'm saying that, I'm getting heartburn. <laughs> uh, yeah, once I had 30, man. <laughs> hey, fellow 30-year-olds, you get it. Everything just starts falling apart once you hit 30. And I, yeah. My acid reflux has been just the worst the older I get. So My yeah. mom loves spicy food, too, and she recently had to cut it out. Oh, it's so hard. I love it so much. I love the feeling of it. I love the taste of it. I, I don't love, love anything about I it. I love every single part. I love the fact that it burns forever. It just, I love it. It feels good. I do not understand. Three favorite dishes. I mean, you know the one. So I make this dish called Hell Meal. Well, it's not actually called that. I don't think it has a name, but it's a very simple meal. It's just rice. Um, generally speaking, I make it with about one cup of rice uh, and then a meat. Usually a spicy sausage? Yeah, it can be uh, any kind of sausage, usually uh, steak if I'm rich. <laughs> uh, and then like a chopped up pepper, like green or red pepper, uh, bell pepper. Uh, and then I usually put in an entire can of chipotle peppers in adobo sauce, blended if I have a blender handy. Or a food processor. Or a food processor. Yeah, that's kind of my my main dish. That's my thing that I love more than anything else. And it's super bad for you, but it's very filling and very spicy uh, and very good to eat, if, especially if you're cold. Yeah, that's my top meal. And why is it called Hell Meal? Oh, because I described to you over Skype, uh, just text one day, the ingredients and components, and you were absolutely aghast, and you said that it sounded horrifying. I think I said it sounded like hell. Yeah, and so the name was born that day. But I also just like the idea of it being as hot as hell, so yeah. the name stuck. A whole can of chipotle peppers. Yeah. I remember you made chili one time. No, you made hell meal one time. I made hell meal one with time. With like one pepper yeah, in it. Yeah, two it apartments ago. I came, I came down. For me, I mean. It must have been two years ago. I had come down, uh, yeah, when you were still living with Hanalee Stocktail. Mm-hmm. And I made hell meal because you wanted to try it. And I think you got like half a fork full and you were just like, no, that's good. <laughs> uh, and I think Hannah did not fare much better. And Hannah that. can tolerate spicy food. I cannot. I cannot tolerate spicy food at all. Yeah. So I ended up eating that whole thing myself, which I was very happy to do. Um, but yeah, I'd say steak and potatoes would be another one. That's one of my favorites. And oof, I mean, I'm thinking Arby's. <laughs> For that third boy. All right. I'm thinking Arby's. Like two or three max roast beef sandwiches from Arby's. Plain, no sauce. No sides. No sides. No drink. No, well, I mean, I have a drink. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty that's pretty close to a perfect meal for me. I mean, you saw how I reacted when we got it on the way down. I was in heaven that whole time mm-hmm. through all three of those sandwiches. Yeah, and then I had a bite of one, and I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, it's the stuff. It's, <laughs> real, it's, real it's for real. Yeah, there we go. All right. I would say favorite restaurant, but I feel like we've established that. The only one we didn't talk about was Chili's. Yeah, that's true. I do love Chili's. We had Chili's the other day. Um, 
But I wouldn't say Arby's as a favorite restaurant, like, at all. Like, if anything, the best way to experience Arby's is driving through and taking it to a nice location and then eating it there. Mm-hmm. Or eating it in the car. Whatever. Nothing against the Arby's interior. I just... <laughs> It's not exactly just like a place you'd want to go to hang out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because when I think about a restaurant, I think about the food and the atmosphere. So for me, probably... I don't feel like fast food really qualifies for that. It can. When my parents visited and we went to White Castle, we actually ate in the White Castle. And I was like, what are we doing? I'm sorry for you on all the I was like, why are we doing this? I have a really nice... um, Like back home... When I travel to go to my bank, which is also several towns over because, I don't know, I'm just a fool. Um, there's a McDonald's nearby, and it's one of those fancy McDonald's that has, like, fireplaces. What? And, like, brick walls interior. Oh, I love it when McDonald's have brick walls. And they just put in a kiosk so you don't have to talk to anybody to order. And it's basically the greatest thing of all Sounds time. Sounds like heaven. It is heaven. So, as far as dining experience go, I put that McDonald's up there. <laughs> that particular McDonald's. I mean, but that has in common with the Chili's, where you can pay without even talking to the... I love it. The uh, waitstaff. I mean, actually, I would put that like as the highest possible regard. So, in that sense, I'm going to say there's a, there's a spot in the Toronto Pearson Airport where it's just a row of tables... And they all have little uh, payment centers and tablets on them where you can order and pay. And then a faceless man just appears and puts (laughs) the food down and walks away without saying a word. And it was the greatest experience of my entire life. But my number one restaurant is definitely my local pub, Joe's, back home. I love that spot. They got great food. Uh, and really good environment, and also they all just all know me there. And, and this is in... This is back in Wolfville. Wolfville, Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Yeah. Go Acadia uh, Axman? Sorry, I don't really know your sports team that well. I live near the university, but I try not to interact with any of the <laughs> university students. Alright, um, what is a favorite childhood food? Or multiple? Just in general, it's a food you really like when you're a kid. Yeah. You may not like it now, or you might still like it. Dang childhood food that i really liked uh dairy queen dilly bar comes to mind as a favorite childhood treat uh i really liked the little swirly part on the front that i hesitate (laughs) to call a nipple but they don't have that anymore yeah they're just like dip the new ones are unified and it's just a hockey puck like clean shaven on a stick and it's just very disappointing and corporate not a fan. And it's not the same. Yeah, so it's only in your childhood. Yeah, they exist now only in beautiful memory. Or perhaps some rogue Dairy Queen that decides to abide by the old rules. Alright. What is a favorite childhood memory related to food? Wowzers. Um, I knew this question was coming and I didn't think of a single thing for it. Um, hmm. I was a kid once and I ate this food. And let me tell you, it was so life-changing. Nah, I got nothing. Um, like, a, like it could be anything, like a meal you had with your family, something your dad. You give or... me an example, and then I'll I'll think of one. I remember the first time I ever liked a tomato, and I love tomatoes. Matt hates them. Okay, I made a macaroni and cheese. I got a vegetarian cookbook for Christmas. I think it was for Christmas, or it was for my birthday, because I decided at age twelve or thirteen that I was a vegetarian, and then I was a vegetarian for five years until I was eighteen and went to college, and then I was like, oh shit, like there's no. Veg- you went, well, you went to meat college. Yeah. Yeah, there was no vegetarian. The vegetarian stuff was just, there wasn't that much. And I was like, I'll just eat meat again, I guess. Also, my doctor was like, Lauren, you need to eat meat because you're not getting enough protein. So, okay, I'd gotten this cookbook that was a vegetarian cookbook and it had this macaroni and cheese recipe. And I love macaroni and cheese. I'm obsessed with macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese is like my number one food in the whole world, probably. 
it had tomatoes baked on top. And the only way my mom would let me make it or make any kind of macaroni and cheese is if I did that one with the tomatoes on top. Cause she's like, you have to put the vegetable in there somehow. And we baked it and it was delicious. And I didn't love the tomatoes, but I was like, okay, I can do it. You respected them. I respected the tomatoes. I could appreciate the tomatoes because they let me have the macaroni and cheese part. Uh, And now I love a tomato. I eat a tomato just eating it like an apple. I would eat a tomato. Oh, so good. I love a tomato on white bread with mayonnaise and salt and pepper. And that's it. I love a tomato as a burger replacement. I love a tomato. It's interesting because when I think about childhood memories related to food, I think of a lot of like times that stuff made me sick. But none of those can be considered favorite childhood memories. Yeah, it has to be a favorite. It has to be a positive memory. This is hard. I mean, I hung around my grandmother while she baked a bunch, but there's no specific story related to that Mm -hmm. as much as just Just, that's that's a thing I did. Yeah, I always loved watching people chop things Mm. or cut things. My mother was like very fast in the kitchen. Uh, with chopping and mixing especially. I still don't think I can mix as fast as she did. Like by she was hand? Making, yeah, when she was making like uh, scrambled eggs or whatever. Oh, just like, like hyper fast. Yeah, just watching people cook, I would say, was a, a big part of growing up. What kind of stuff did your grandmother cook? Uh, she or was bake? a huge baker. She baked everything. Bread, she was really good at. Uh, rolls were a specialty of hers. Um, she would bake everything muffins uh biscuits my aunt makes the best biscuits her biscuits oh, oh, are really amazing. yeah they're a million times better than yours specifically what so feel offended um <laughs> a lot of good bakers in my family all the way up you need to get your aunt's biscuit recipe so i can try it i bet it's very basic she was just very good at the proportions mm-hmm. they were always the exact right size they're like about i tend to make a small split biscuit perfectly pies my grandmother made a good pie apple pie she would make an apple pie. She'd make a great blueberry pie. I love blueberry pie. Oh, man. Oh, man. Desserts. My family could not be beat. Like, my gram- all of my grandmother's sisters could bake just as well as she did. And they would all just... Whenever there was any sort of family gathering up home, there would just be... You wouldn't be able to eat any like everything if you had three years. <laughs> there was just a huge spread every single time. I mean, we had 10 million relatives, so... Mm-hmm. There would be people going at it, um, like at a corn boil or whatever. But yeah, there was always so many desserts. So you'd always take home like entire pies, not just pieces. Okay, um, what's a food that you used to not like as a kid and you love now? Huh, good question. It would have to be a vegetable probably. Because I hated all vegetables when I was a kid. Who didn't? Um, I definitely hated salads until I was about 13, and then I had this salad renaissance, which quickly devolved into me just making terribly unhealthy salads, like <laughs> two pieces of lettuce and a bottle of Caesar dressing or whatever. Um, I love a Caesar salad, yeah. Caesar which salad's a good one. sucks because it's the unhealthiest of all the salads. That's true. By far. Like, it's as bad as a hamburger, basically. I mean, if you if you just did a little bit of the dressing. I guess that's always the thing is moderation. It's the dressing. You can, you can eat anything as long as it's in moderation. I just have a trouble with the, with that second part. What was the question? Uh, oh, what was the thing that yeah. I didn't like and now I like? Because that's tough. Because when I think about something that I just flat out hated, and now I'm like, huh, all right. Because I've kind of gone like the other way in terms of pickles. I really liked pickles when I was a kid. But now I really don't like them that much. Or I can only eat them in very small amounts. 
They're very vinegary. Yeah, it's it's much. Like I used to love getting just like a triangular spear of pit, like a big pickle spear with a burger. I think because when you're a kid, you like flavors to be really in your face. And so when you're a kid, a pickle's like, oh, this is a vegetable and it's healthy for me, but it's like super aggressive in terms of flavor. Yeah. And as an adult, it's, it's like, an extreme oh, it's vegetable. too, ex- it's too much. Yeah. At least that, that will be my experience with pickles as well. Like I, I still love a pickle, but I want it in moderation. I want it very, a, a small amount of pickle. Yeah. A little goes a long way. Where I used to be able to eat like a huge dill pickle, like just in one go as a kid. But I feel like in general, my... My palate has pretty much stayed the same since I was a kid, but I was a very open kid. Like, I liked a lot of food, and I pretty much like most vegetables now, except for uh, some darker greens, uh, not a huge eggplant guy, and I don't like tomatoes, although I love every single thing that is made out of them. But it's not the tomato flavor, it's purely, I'm a huge texture guy. I feel like eggplants and tomatoes have a very similar not they're not they're not a similar texture, but I would get why someone would like dislike both of them. Because like I like the components of a grit, but I don't like grits because the texture is like it's just a it's like wet sand. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Delicious wet sand. Delicious wet sand. All right, um, something you want to try to make? Something I have always wanted to try to make is a pretzel. Ooh. Which seems pretty doable. Yeah. But I just never tried. I mean, I can see why it is intimidating, though, because you have to, like, boil the dough. Yeah, there's a boiling and there's a baking. It's very similar to a bagel. Then I also want to make a bagel. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we, we close off this podcast? Uh, sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, where can people find you? People can find me at Eiffel, like the tower, uh, art dot ca uh, and my full art pretty much everywhere on the internet tumblr twitter instagram um, instagram even though i don't really use that patreon. very much patreon hit me up if you want some youtube secret stuff youtube i play video games is it eiffel art at youtube no it's eiffel up like level up yeah cute oh i get it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i've done various comic books uh Check your local comic book store for Power Up. They might still have some copies. Which was uh, written by Kate Leth. It's true. Who will be future a future guest. guest yeah. Of course. Wonderful Kate Leth, also from Nova Scotia. It's true. We used to live an hour apart, and now she lives in sunny California. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm Lauren Jordan at LaurenJ, L-O-R-E-M-J-A-Y, on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, pretty much everywhere. Uh, What's your website? LaurenJordan.net. Okay. Or... RMJ.net. Ooh, you got them both. Work. Yeah. Snagged them. Getting that SEO. What about Bon Appetit for a sign-off phrase? Bon Appetit! Thanks again for listening to Amuse Bouge Podcast. The podcast is recorded and edited by me, Lauren Jordan. The intro music is by Christine Tuna. You can follow her on Twitter at Christine Tuna, Christine with a K, Tuna like the fish, or visit her website at ChristineTuna.com. Tuna is spelled T-H-U-N-E.com. The outro music is by Chris Smith, who creates music as Luno. You can follow him on Twitter at Lunoland or listen to his music at LunoMusic.com. Happy eating. Doodly doop bop beep. Bo 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 bo. I'm loving it. I'm loving it.